Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with a, another Christmas-themed horror movie for your month of December. I'm your host, John Hunter, along with my co-host, Boog. Hi, I'm Boog. I mean, I don't know who else it would be, but no biggie. No biggie. Hey, we rehearsed that, so that's how it sounded. Not today, Boog. Come on. All right, so we got a good one here for you today. Uh, Krampus by Michael Doherty. Um, 2015 Krampus. Yeah, that's well, that was a big thing when this was coming out. All those people were making like the direct to video, not like ripoffs, but like all their Krampus movies to cash in on the hype coming out for this one. Um, and obviously, since Krampus is a like European folk folklore, that it's there's no one owns the rights to it, so anyone can make a Krampus movie and can literally just title it Krampus. So I guess we do have to distinguish the um, Michael Derwitty 2015 Krampus. Hmm. So, Boog? Yes. What's new? What's going on with you? My family's getting bigger. Okay. What does that mean? My sister uh, just found out the gender of her baby. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like a surprise, like you're having a kid or something. No, 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 no. They don't give kids the 22-year-old versions. <laughs> you don't give? They, they don't give you? Never mind. You'll learn about it one day. What's that bird? The bird stork. that brings down this, yeah. The stork. The, stork, Krampi- yep. the Krampus. Mm. I'm going to go with stork. Okay. Yeah, stork didn't bring me no baby this year. Son of a bitch. All right, so before we get into the movie, because this is going splendid, um, did you know coming into this about like what the Krampus was, like the the folklore, the the, the story behind it? Yeah, I mean, I had a very uh, rough understanding of it, um, but enough to understand who the uh, Krampus was and what his intent was in the world. So. Okay. All right. Well, what I'm going to do, because it is the Giving Season book, I'm actually going to give the listeners a little background uh-huh. if they don't know. Uh, this comes right from the Esteem Source Wikipedia. Um. The Krampus is a Central European folklore. Uh, he's a horned anthropomorphic figure described as a half-goat, half-demon, who during the Christmas season punishes children who have misbehaved. This contrasts with St. Nicholas, who rewards the well-behaved with gifts. Krampus is one of the companions of St. Nicholas in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, 
Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, as well as Slovakia and Slovenia. Mm. Uh, the origin of the figure is unclear, but some folklorists and anthropologists have postulated that it has pre-Christian origins. So he actually might, actually definitely, like especially our modern understanding of Santa Claus outdates. Santa Claus. Would you, would you say pre-Christian or pre-Catholic? Pre-Christian. Hey, whatever you want to believe in, that's up to you. We're not here to hate you on know, people. You know how, uh, you know whatever how gets you through your day. You know how I, I keep people out? How do you keep people out, Bug? Shut the door and lock it. No one's getting in. That's one. You made it further oh. this time, though, in the episode before you got one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that's one way. I was going to say, yeah, I'll write that down. We can make a list later. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do a podcast about it. Oh, God. <laughs> I tell you what, I hate. Yeah. I hate. It's the holiday season. I'm keeping the hate to the minimum here. Minimum. Yeah. Um. But so pretty much, Krampus is like the anti Santa Claus, which I think that's pretty metal. It's pretty cool, actually. More entertaining than the uh, the actual Christmas Santa. Actually, if you ever think about it, Santa Claus himself, that idea is pretty creepy. You got this like old bearded man that is sneaking into your house that can materialize through chimneys while you're sleeping like that's that's a little I've, bit creepy i've heard it all before it doesn't bother me anymore yeah well you don't think anyway so that's that's your first issue no but i don't read you know it's been I sometimes think well, not don't think right now dude i don't want you to hurt yourself so okay. um well other like this might not be related it's kind of related so you know what's always weird to me is in christmas movies where like the kids believe in santa claus and but the parents don't and, and then, then gifts somehow randomly appear and the kids are like or the parents are like whoa yeah so really so all yeah all those different sure. years like where did those parents think the gifts were coming from because hey whoa. It's a little bit early in the episode, but spoiler alert, Santa Claus is not real. It's for, it's, the movies are for families. So, like, of course they're not going to directly imply that the parents don't believe in Santa Claus. The only movie that I can think of yeah, off the top of my head but that's, is that's, Santa Claus. That's a like, bigger, Tim Allen. that's a bigger, like, existential issue is that these parents willingly know that there's a magic entity that each year sneaks into their house and delivers presents and like they i don't know it's hey, a, they're I'm... movies they're movies obviously but we're we're going if you're looking into it a little bit more it's like i don't never just sat well with me on movies i don't know i always think about dumb shit like that when i'm older you better bet your ass my kids are gonna believe in santa claus so i get one month of them just trying to be good dog you're never getting kids uh I heard there's this bird that just delivers them to you. We already went over that. This isn't the same episode book. You can't even remember uh, like two minutes ago. Stork, that's what it was. I wrote that down in my notes. I'll tell you what, the Krampus, based upon his uh, backstory and stuff, he could actually get into delivering kids. Like, What do you think he does? Because that's his big thing is he like kidnaps the kids. He could probably just resell them. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to get real dark, he kidnaps your kids and resells them on the black market. Is there is there a market for that? 
Oh, there's definitely a mark. We don't want to get down that. Back in college, I took a class on human trafficking, and it was is actually very eye opening. At the same time, like I don't want to say it didn't affect me, but I was like, thank God I'm not in the demographic of people that get kidnapped. It's like small, like children and women, and I'm like a six two, like two hundred fifty pounds or two hundred fifteen pound person. Like it's not. <laughs> not the demographic that gets kidnapped but it's definitely a huge rampant and actually the crazy part is a lot of those areas where this where this um folklore is told about the the demon half goat half demon creature that comes in and steals kids uh like i don't know so much probably austria but not they're more whatever but places like czech republic is like one of the number one places slovakia slovenia where human trafficking is like a serious, serious issue. I don't know if there's some. Maybe, maybe that's where all these people that are getting human trafficked are going to Krampus. Are there still like countries out there that do this like Krampus stuff? Like, oh yeah, actually. So that one's actually pretty cool. So there's actually, um, I know Germany's real big on it. So obviously, Austria still does it. They stopped it for a time, but those like European like central european countries there they have this thing called krampusnacht which translated in german is just krampus night i don't know if you could get that from context clues but no i'll give you i'll give you some some german okay hey sam ich auch that means i also hey you who said you weren't going to learn anything on this podcast i mean i didn't learn anything because i already knew that i wasn't talking to you bug uh Jesus. I think we should just wrap this up. This yeah, is, well, this I was I was just going to tell you about about Krampus knocked that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, on December fifth, so it's the day before the feast of Saint Nicholas, where it's celebrated in these European countries. Um, December fifth uh, is Krampus night, where they'll have big like street parades and stuff, and all the men in the town like dress up in these like. Actually, if you look at the pictures, really like realistic, awesome looking Krampus costumes. And they go around the town terrorizing the kids. Families come out and see them, and, and it's actually pretty cool. I'd actually like to check one out. I know they had um, Krampus knocked around us uh, down at Market Square. They actually they celebrate it um, around here, and they actually had like instead of get your picture with Santa Claus, you get your picture with the Krampus. You ready to uh, get into the director and cast and all that good stuff? Uh yeah should be should be yes I am ready. All right so what we were saying before Michael Dower is it pronounced Dowerty Doherty? I'm so bad with names. I I I'm never gonna be good at it so I apologize. Da- but Dowerty Dowerty Michael Dowerty I'm gonna say Dow Dowerty Michael Dowerty 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 we're going with Dowerty. <laughs> we'll just Doherty. fumble over that for a while. But uh, Michael Dowerty he directed. Um, obviously besides this movie, uh, he, he did some writing as well. Um, but his other major, uh, his major film that he directed and is most well known for is 2007's Trigger Treat. Um, personally, that's actually one of my favorite Halloween movies. Uh, I, I don't know. Have you seen it before, Boog? Uh, wait, which movie was it? Trick or Treat? Trigger Treat. No, I, it I was, never it was like, a anth- I mentioned uh, that in an earlier podcast too. Yeah, it was, um an anthology series um and they did it pretty cool because like a lot of anthology series will have like an an overarching story they might have like 
a narrator. I know some of them you see they have like a radio DJ and pulls it together, but this one was set up like it seemed like each sto individual story was self-contained. They actually all were taking place in the same town at the uh, at the same time, uh, and and it pulled together by this figure, Sam, like short for Sam Hain for like the Halloween season, and extremely well done. And I know for years, and they even have it listed tentatively, they're going to make a sequel, and he always talks about it. But he he has been getting um, more busy recently. He got involved in the Godzilla franchise. Uh, he directed that last one, Godzilla King of Monsters, which I don't know if you, you, did you see that with me or was that, was that with your brother? No, I, I have no interest in those. Yeah, well, I'm a huge, huge Godzilla fan. Um, and from the preview, they're, they brought in all the classic monsters, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and I was real pumped for it, but the issue, I mean, I guess that's for another, we'll never probably review it, but the... The main issue I had with that one is they focused more on the human characters than the monsters. So if a big battle was breaking out, they had these big, spectacular-looking battles. They did a great job like animating them and, and good modern updates to the creatures. But they would get ready to fight, and it would cut to a human looking like, oh, like scared and stuff. And it was like, fuck, this is stupid. Hmm. Uh, he also wrote Superman Returns, which is a very forgettable movie. Um, but other than that, his main main thing that he's no, actually he did the story for X Men Apocalypse as well. So he has a writer story for that. Um, but pretty much the main other thing that he's known for is Trigger Treat. Um, so that, I remember I, I saw this in theaters back when it came out, and that was my main um, well one because there's not a lot of horror movies during the the, the Christmas holiday season. Um, but two was knowing that it was uh, done by the guy that directed Trigger Treat had me had me pretty pumped for this one, and I, I'd say that I, for the most part I wasn't disappointed. I actually thought this was a, a really well put together film. Um, I did have a few issues with it, but it's definitely not as good as Trigger Treat, but definitely worth your time there. So, all right, that's it. We're done. His name is Dorothy. That's how you pronounce. You found that pronunciation. Doherty. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not saying any more the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Michael Doherty. Mike. M MD. Okay. All right, book. I'm going to cut you off there. So moving on to the rest of the cast. Um, the main character, Max, uh, young boy played by MJ Anthony, which I didn't know you could have. You can I guess, MJ. yeah, you could have. Yeah, it's like... Phonetically, phonetically spelled, but yeah. hey, kids have crazier names all the time. Uh, he's been in a few other movies. He played a young wolf in the Jungle Book. Um, he was in that Bad Moms movie, which actually that was that was actually pretty funny. With, he was uh, a kid in Jungle Book. No, he played a wolf. Oh, he, he wasn't. He, wasn't, he, was okay. he wasn't that kid. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's, so he's done some other things. Nothing like too crazy an episode of Grey's Anatomy stuff like that so but it's good to see him keep busy um, we'll talk about him a little bit later when we get to our pros and cons I got a few things to say <laughs> um, next up we had the, his dad Tom played by Adam Scott great actor um, ton of comedy movies older brother and stepbrothers um, that's I, I feel like that's when he really made it big but 
a lot of people will know him from um Parks and Rec, which he was awesome in. Uh I feel like I feel like his character in Step Brothers it was like the beginning steps of his career. Yeah, that like yeah. he he had been doing yeah. stuff along before that, but that was like his real mainstream breakout when Yeah, when... but since since that since that breakout role, has he at all like resembled a role like that in any of his like shows or movies? Uh, it's not really, because he actually plays more like a lovable, like nerdy guy, but there he was like the jerk, like af- yeah, alpha male type. Was, yeah, he was the uh, I'm ripped. I'm an older brother. I'm gonna beat your ass type of thing. Yeah. But that, that scene's so funny. Weird. That movie when he pulls up, he's like, I haven't had a carb in ten years, and it's just like someone else's greased the chest. <laughs> yes. <sighs> God, I love that movie. Uh, I love Adam. You Scott know what too. he was in? Lesser known. It had a short run on Fox, um, but I really liked it. It was Ghosted. And it was two guys that investigated paranormal. It was a comedy, paranormal things similar to like a X Files show, but it was a comedy style. Is and there only it, two seasons of that? I don't. Yeah, like they they stopped. Because I, I remember watching. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, so did I. It, it was him and um. Uh, why can't why can't I remember Daryl's the actor's name from um from the Office? Or, Craig Robinson. Chip. Him and Craig Robinson were the two leads, and, and it was really funny. And it was like they had a different like creature of the week, like each episode. And oh I, no, never mind. I didn't see that. I'm thinking of a different one, a different show. Definitely check that one. I think it's on Hulu. If you get a chance. What's the uh, what's that movie? Chris and Dale. Oh, um, is it Versus Chuck and something? Yeah, that movie's hilarious. It has well, the, it has the one of the main characters was Steve the Pirate and um Dodgeball. Alright, so Yeah we're, get, the, we're getting hooked the, up on this here, so we'll get through these, but Adam Scott in it, so that's always a good addition. Uh Tony Collette, who's actually hit it really big uh recently. Um I know a lot of people um had called for her uh to get Academy Award. Um, recognition for the mother she played in Hereditary, um, mm-hmm. which came out last year, 2018. Which that that movie is—I don't know if it would be your cup of tea, book. I don't know if you've seen it because everyone was calling it like the horror movie of the year. But you got to be in the right mindset because that one's like out there, but it's very well put together. But it's it's strange. It's a strange movie for sure. Uh, but she did do a, a great job in that. Um, Recently, she was just in that Knives Out movie that basically like who done it like type thing, which I I didn't get a chance to check it out. This that came out like a couple of weeks ago, but I, I'm definitely when it comes to video checking that out because it did look interesting and got good reviews. Um, what else? What else has she been in that's been pretty big? About a boy, two thousand two. Yeah, that was the one where they filmed the kid for. I don't know. The other, the the big one, she was actually Academy Award nominated. Um, I, I believe which did she? I don't know if she received it for Little Miss Sunshine or The Sixth Sense, but she was in Sixth Sense as well. Um, I think it was Little Miss Sunshine she did, but um, another top notch actress in this movie. Um, so this right off the bat had a lot going for it. Uh, then he had the their daughter Beth, um, played by Stefania Levey Owen. 
Um, I don't really recognize her from anything else. I guess she was in The Lovely Bones, which I did not really like that movie. Um, oh, uh, oh, damn, she's my age. She doesn't look my age. You get the grandma played Omi, played by Krista Stadler, which I don't think I've ever seen her. I mean, she only spoke German. I think she was a German actress. And if you're looking no. at her IMDb, she, she was. So I definitely did not see any of those movies. She spoke like <laughs> three words, four words in English. I thought, so at first, I actually thought about putting this down as a con. But then I actually thought, to my life, I've actually experienced a situation like this, how... The family understood her, but they didn't speak German back to her. But she understood them. Um, remember Frank? We used to play hockey with. Like we were on yes. the team. Oh he, yeah, his dad. His, tell me about his, his dad, dad is straight from Italy. Frank doesn't speak a word of Italian. His dad doesn't speak a word of English. But they both completely but, understand each other. Yes. Weird, weird, weird stuff, man. That's why I was going to put it down as a, uh, as a. Um, as a con, but I was like, I can't, because like I actually, that's that's realistic. That that can happen. The uh, grandma's one of my cons, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, and then you got Conchetta Farrell, who is most famous for her role as the housekeeper in Two and a Half Men, which that that's like a little guilty pleasure. That that show, like normally, like sitcoms are stupid and stuff, but that show is actually funny. And she was actually funny in this as well. Plays the uh, drunk Aunt Dorothy. Oh, yeah, she was funny in this. Yeah. Um, you had Allison Tolman, played Linda, who was Tony Collette's character's sister, as well as uh, the, the other most notable one, David uh, Kochner, who most people know him as Todd Packer from The Office. Uh, he's been in a lot of things, hilarious guys. Anchorman. Um... What else? Uh, what's the the cooking one? He was in that. He was funny. Waiting. Yeah, he was right. in waiting. That he was in. Uh, he was in the movie Get Smart. Get Smart. Yeah. Well. Oh, I yeah, but most notably is Todd Packer. But he's he's good in this as well. Um, and then yeah, pretty much no real other notables. Their their kids, I don't think, were anything else. Which honestly, they weren't bad acting, but definitely typecast for those roles I'm trying to see what else. he's in another movie and I can't remember what it is but it's uh, Talladega Nights oh yeah yeah he was in that movie but he wasn't like a major role there's another movie he has like a more like major role I can't think of it right now I didn't know. He actually does a lot of voices on uh, American Dad. Does he really? Mm-hmm. I love American Dad. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. If you guys want to watch a good episode of American Dad, the Krampus episode. That is, yeah. There's a couple. His is... Stan's dad becomes the Krampus in that. Yeah, it's a, the main one, the very first one that started it off. Season 10, episode 8. That's a great episode. Oh, he was actually, I forgot about that. He was the scout leader in Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse, which is a, a funny, like, zombie horror comedy. Yeah. Um, yep. Not anything special, but if it's if you get a chance to watch it, you can't think of anything else to watch, definitely throw that on. What else did I write down? 
Oh, I wrote down uh, the guy who plays Krampus is Luke Hawker. So let me see. Yeah, I got to pull it up here. So what else is he known for? I don't know. I, I don't recognize the name. So he mostly just works in special effects. Like this is pretty much one of his only roles where he he's played like a character well known. But like he worked on special effects for Peter Jackson's 2005 King Kong, uh, the Matt Damon movie Elysium. So he works in special effects. But I I mean, he, um, he's, I, he's I thought he did a actor. Yeah. That, that spoiler alert: the Krampus really isn't in this movie that much. <laughs> I mean, he is, but like he's in the back. Yeah. So if you pull up Luke Hawker's face, you don't actually see that face in this movie at all. Yeah, and that's something uh, we'll talk about in the the pros and cons too, because I have a few things to say about that. Because it's it's a love hate with that design as well. But I mean, he didn't do a bad job. Just there was no, not like he he did a good job either. It's it's not his fault. It's not like there there was much to do with the Krampus. Um, Yeah. I'll tell you what. The Krampus is more like a, a presence in the background till about the last, I'd say, 10, 15 minutes of this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a slight role in the beginning. And then, and then he doesn't really come alive until, until about last 20 minutes. Yeah. I'll say the, the, final, the final quarter of it, the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. Well, his team was definitely leading going into the fourth quarter, but we'll get to that in spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, getting into the plot of this movie a little bit here. Um, so, basically, uh, for Christmas, um, you got your family, friends, and stuff coming in. So, the main family uh, Max is the young boy, um, Tom. Uh, Adam Scott's character, Sarah, Tony Collette's character. They're the mom and dad. Um, he has his younger sister as well. And their grandma lives with him, Omi. Um, Max has been having trouble uh, recently with kids in his class because he is a little bit older, but he still believes in Santa Claus. Uh, so he's getting made fun of. The other kids tell him it isn't real. Um, so you're portrayed right off the beginning as... Um, like basically the way that the family initially interacts to Max getting in that fight kind of sets up the personalities for the character. Like the, the dad's against violence. Um, he's more of this like, like a business tech guy. Like he's taking business calls and and stuff all the time. And the mother's kind of like a a stuck up rich person. Um, and she actually, says at one point like I'm, I'm i'm well you had to you had to learn sometime that santa claus isn't real so the kid's like pretty miserable at this point um but his grandma tells him like talks to him like kind of calms him down um at the same time their uh extended relatives his aunt linda who is uh sarah's sister uh as, as well as her husband howard are coming in with their kids howie jr stevie jordan and the little baby chrissy um so they're showing up and it was actually pretty funny i thought when it came in because they all come in they uh saying their hellos and everything like that and they forgot that when they drove up that they left the baby in the car (laughs) 
I thought it was so so it kind of kind of show gives you the idea of of how that family is as well, how they're like kind of like all over the place and I don't know. Um and as well as the surprises they brought uh Sarah and Linda's aunt Aunt Dorothy along as well. Um which uh Sarah kind of makes a deal like, hey, like, probably let me know before she's coming up because she is a little bit of a handful. Um, so that sets the stage for, for the main cast of characters there. Uh, basically, uh, next scene that you're going to see, uh, they sit down for dinner. And at the dinner table, you find out that two of uh, Max's cousins swiped his Christmas wish letter from from his back pocket and they start reading it in front of everyone at the table and and well i thought this was a little weird that maybe the parents didn't stop them from reading this but <laughs> anyway it happens um so they're reading it out loud and it's embarrassing um max and then it actually gets to embarrassing part for the family talking about how his parents don't really communicate anymore and they're like drifting apart so it gets like real awkward for everybody and then uh, Max freaks out because they're making fun of him for liking Santa Claus again and gets in a fight with his cousins right at the, the dinner table and they're wrestling around and Max basically gets up and says like like fuck this like I, I, I hate Christmas and rips the letter up and that's the point when he gave up on Christmas and that led to the Krampus coming out um so Moving forward, uh, this leads to a huge blizzard that the whole town gets engulfed in. Um, the first person to leave the house, uh, the older sister Beth, her boyfriend lives right down the street, so she's going to dip out of the house, go down the street, um, try to make, because she didn't hear, I think, was she having trouble hearing from him, I think? Yeah, she was panicking because... <clears throat> she texted him like seven times and he didn't respond and that's very unlike him <laughs> so you know yeah and this is where we get our first glimpse of the krampus um which i, I thought this scene was pretty cool when he was jumping rooftop to rooftop and she could kind of see it because there's the blizzard going you really can't see and that, that's something i like that they did too is like how you don't get the reveal that's something i like in movies like like the classic obviously jaws and it was done for different reasons but it ended up working out in a really well way is there's not there's that big reveal of the creature and you definitely get this later on in the movie but i like how it's like teased like you can kind of see him and he's jumping rooftop to rooftop so you're like what the fuck is that um but she starts panicking and um so she she starts uh running down the street and she this abandoned delivery truck she tries to hunt, hide underneath that the creature's walking by and it leaves but it leaves a, a package and she's sitting there sitting there and it's winding one you're like oh shit it's a jack-in-a-box and and as it pops out it cuts the black so you're not really sure what happened to beth um back in the house tom and howard um everyone's getting worried there but they're the man of the the, the men of the house so they decide well we're gonna go out and search for them um do they i what before the, i think they they do at this point i can't remember if it was earlier or not but they go out to howard's um howard's uh hummer to get his gun collection like he has like a just like a shit ton of guns so, so he's like a real redneck guy what they did uh tom asked howard if his hum his hummer could make it through the snow and howard had a real yeah. smart ass comment it's like 
my if you point east my my hummer can get there and get to get to the coast of uh i don't know coast of d-day before sunrise or something dumb like that yeah but yeah they, they went out in this hummer and as they're searching for his daughter uh they see a snowplow has crashed and they go out of their car to investigate it while investigating they see that um the plow crashed into i forget what it was like a tree or something or mm-hmm. or something and they thought the guy the driver was ejected but at a closer uh and, and you know closer look you can see the driver something actually went in through the windshield so that nothing actually came out of yeah. the windshield um, that's when they turn around go to the hummer and take out a shotgun and like a like revolver. a revolver revolver yeah and uh pretty funny line there uh, adam scott's like you brought guns to to christmas and he's like i don't travel without my babies <laughs> all right so then from there they head to the boyfriend's house and they see that it's like all fucked up like the chimney's ripped open um and then they can see like goat like hoof prints on the house um while they're out there, they're actually attacked by a creature under the snow. So it reminded me a lot of remember Tremors. Tremors with uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like that, but obviously in snow. Like that's that's a creature. I wonder what it was like. Was it like a snake or something? You never get to see it. Spoiler: You don't get to see what that creature is. But it was pretty cool how it traveled through the snow and you saw it. Um, but they were able to get away from that. Um, make it back to the house and board up the windows and they're trying not to panic the family but they're like like shit's pretty fucked up out there so they all decide they're staying in the living room and bundled up and, and the, the grandma gets a bad feeling um, and she basically is just saying like keep keep the fire lit like that's the most important thing um, and so during the night uh, a hook is lowered down through the chimney with a gingerbread man on it and one of um howard's kids like sees that everyone's still sleeping goes up and takes a bite of the gingerbread man it turns out that it was actually alive and him being startled wakes up everybody but as that's happening the chain wraps around him and yanks him up the chimney and the family like is obviously trying to pull him back um but but that's when they pretty much have to come clean and tell everyone, like, hey, like, there's some, some weird shit going on out there. Well, obviously they didn't know now because the kid just got snatched up and sucked up the chimney, but but that, that's the point where, like, everyone knows. And then Oma decides, the, the, the German grandma decides, like, hey, like, I have a kind of good idea what's going on here. So she tells a story about when she was a child and she stopped believing in Christmas back. Was she from Germany or Austria? One of those German countries, but um, post like World War II, they were going through some hard times and, and there really wasn't like a lot of Christmas spirit. And so she gave up on that. And when she did that, um, allowed the Krampus to enter in her life, and the Krampus killed her whole family, snatched them up, and just left her with this like uh, like Christmas like bell. So she knows what's going on here. Um, and so the family like knows something weird's going on, but they really don't believe her at this time. Um, 
and then so they're trying to figure out what to do and they realize there's a package of presents that was delivered earlier to their house but they they didn't know like what it was um and, and so i'm gonna stop right there because before we get into spoilers because at this point the the story picks up and it just is like bang 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 like so leading up to this it was a little bit slow build and you're not really sure what's going on you're only getting glimpses of creatures and stuff moving through the snow um but at, at this point this is this is when shit starts hitting the fan so before we get into some spoilers uh we'll talk about those pros and cons so what do you got for me here bug uh let's see uh you briefly touched upon it i really enjoyed the blizzard scene or how they implemented the blizzard into this movie um not only did it show the effects of like the weather can have but it also like it created that that feeling of they're trapped here there's nowhere to go they just kind of got to wait this out so yeah. they're stuck until it's over you know yeah they did a good job of of really making you feel that blizzard um i remember seeing it in theaters and i was like i felt cold like you know how like you see them on the screen felt cold. And I, I don't know it could have been like the movie theater fucked up and had their air conditioning going still but i i think i felt pretty cold when when they had those scenes going on where were you at a 40 uh, theater no, it was actually at a movie theater down in Washington, D.C. That's a story for oh, another time, though. <laughs> but uh, it was... It, I, I, the blizzard was well done. They they really did make you feel like you were trapped in there with them. So, And we always talk about that. They, that's a good way to get you into the movie and into the scenes, is if you can really convey the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. uh, what's one of your uh, your pros? Um, my pros, I, I really liked for the most part, the acting, um, uh, from like Adam Scott, Tony Collette, um, uh, in, in the characters like that, I, I thought the relationship between them, the mom and the dad, they did a good job of showing like at the beginning how they were, were drifting apart, him getting busy with work and, and her worrying about different things and, just when when things start getting serious and they're trapped in there and the way they they show them communicate i thought they were portrayed as very realistic characters and a lot of times in movies like this they don't take the time for that um and, and that that leads me to my next issue was a little bit with the pacing so in the beginning you had like the slower build in the back half of the film it just goes like a breakneck pace and then then it's over like it's so abrupt it's just like like build yeah, up build up build up and then boom blows its load and then and then it's done but i i thought oh. yeah that's pretty 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 graphic there but um i thought as far as in that build up in the beginning it, it gave the actors room to portray realistic characters um definitely thought um, David Kochner and his wife Allison Tolman, Howard and Linda, and their whole family is realistic because we come from like the same place that they they came came from. They're Steelers fans, and so so we all know people like that, you know. So I thought they portrayed that. So I just can, just I the name, 
probably about three or four families that are exactly identical to those people. Oh yeah. Like that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where we're from. So we know, but like it, it did a good job showing the different dynamics between all of them and different characters as well as the holiday season can always be hectic, especially when, I mean, you know, all the time you always have people coming over for, for the holidays or going somewhere and, and how crazy you can get in the different, um, like the culturally different differences between different families and their beliefs and stuff like that. So I, I thought they, the way they portrayed, portrayed that with the characters was, was very realistic and, Mm -hmm. um, and and they did that justice. So I thought that was a big pro for me. That's something I really liked about this movie. Um, another pro that I have is when they were described, I don't know if you, you touched upon this, but when they were describing the, or describing how the grandma knows about the the Krampus and knows what's going on, they do it in an animated short type of deal. Yeah, I like and that. To me, that's that's perfect for a Christmas movie because when you think of Christmas movies, besides you know like you think of like you know, Rudolph, Rudolph, um... Charlie Brown, you know, little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I I thought them implementing the the mini animation scene was was fitting for a holiday movie and it was it was necessary yeah i definitely i definitely like that touch as well um and then i guess speaking about the grandma as well um so this this is a weird thing but so when i went and saw this movie originally i went with someone that was actually born and and her family was from germany a lot of times in movies when they speak different languages or or stuff i actually learned this from her that they're German, like what they put as the subtitles isn't actually like what it translates to be. And like, because in English with, with the different conjugations and translations and stuff, like certain sayings that we would say aren't how people form sentences in different countries. But, but she said that actually the German from what she was saying is, is very accurate in this movie. So I, I put that as a pro that they got their, their language uh, correct. Yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a little insightful thing there for you. Um, Let me see. I have two real quick pros to go. Mm -hmm. A real quick one here. I thought uh, some of the kids were were pretty funny. I thought, you know, the main actors, Tom Howard, Sarah, they were all funny. They had real funny scenes. So I Mm -hmm. actually thought it was a pretty good, like, comedy yeah. movie too. yeah i thought the the comedy was well done in this as well nothing like too over the top but but it, it was well put together it was it was well written yeah it wasn't enough to annoy you either so like to me it worked out i'll um, tell you something though not to cut you off but before i forget that, that goes along with characters i liked pretty much all of the acting and i don't think he did a bad job but a lot of the times if he wasn't delivering lines or even some of the things he delivered the main boy max I thought a lot of times if you looked at him, like if he wasn't acting, he just had a bored look on his face. Max is bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. He and I know we pick on these child actors a lot, and it's it's hard to do. And I'm not saying he did a terrible job. It was just a, a little thing. But uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of his acting. Uh, he wasn't bad. He wasn't fantastic. Yeah, that's what I'm not saying. Like he was terrible, but it wasn't so much when. Like acting's more than delivering your lines. So like when he wasn't acting, he just looked like he was bored with it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. But maybe that was, could be like he's trapped in the house with his cousins or something like that. But I don't know. It, it, I, I thought that could be a little bit better, but not saying that he did a bad job. But overall, I thought the acting was really good. True. Um, and then my last pro that I have, um, and I t- touched up with you before we started this, I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, and, like They had good patience when it came to revealing what Krampus really looked like or how they displayed him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's not in it a whole lot. You know, five, ten minute scene in the first quarter, and then the whole fourth quarter was nothing but him with a family. But it wasn't until like 10, 15 minutes left in the in the movie where you actually got your first really good up close look on what Krampus really looks like. And to me, for like for like a horror movie to do that, I think that's a big plus. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely with with Delane on the reveal and you got that build up. I I liked how they did that. Um, but that actually leads to a pro and a con for me. I thought the creature design so all of the Krampuses and we'll get that in a minute here in the spoilers but all of his minions um, I thought like their design was awesome really well done they used the practical effects I thought it was real good Um, but the issue I had and I don't want to touch too much on it until we get the spoilers but the Krampus's design himself um, wasn't terrible but I did have some issues with it I, I like the concept more than I like the execution on the Krampus. This was what my my negative would be there, um, as well as I got one last negative, and that was the stupid jump scare at the very end. Oh yeah, movies do that. Yeah, it's, I just thought. I mean, that's a little thing, but I, I thought that was stupid. It's not necessary, but 2015, it was the time for it. Yeah. Because every movie back then was doing jump scares like that. Um, I didn't really go into my cons too much. I'll just say the biggest one that I had. Well, was, I was gonna uh, say with this movie, I really had to had to dig deep to find find some cons because I I do think it was really well put together. Um, few things could be a little bit better, but but overall, definitely more pros than cons in my book. Well, I'll I'll just oh, <clears throat> I I wrote three down and uh hold on i'm trying to clear my voice it's not working out oh no worries no worries all right let's do this so just two uh three three cons here i wrote down i'm just gonna run by them real fast here first one i did not like the grandma not as an actor but like as a character to me she didn't fit in she had four lines. I mean, it was necessary to the film, but as a character, like her role was just all over the place to me. Like she didn't really do much. She was just a background character, you know. I, I just didn't like her as a character or how she was portrayed, shall we say. Second one, I didn't like how the main actor's daughter goes out 15 minutes in the movie and just disappears for the rest of the movie. I thought she should have been in it a little bit more. Um, I would have, <clears throat> I would have liked one of her, the, the mom's sister's kids to go out or something and just get trapped playing like, or chasing a squirrel. I don't know. <laughs> they, they did. Uh, they did seem like they were, uh, 
dumb. Dumb enough to be chasing a squirrel or something like that. But... Yeah, dumb enough to be chasing a squirrel in a blizzard, yes. Um, but also, my final one is the very, 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 very ending. I won't get into it too much. Um, I was confused by it. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get into that um, in the spoilers, but I did have a little bit of issues with that, but not too much. Uh, I think it really shows like the bleakness of the situation because you think yeah, you, you, you think you're getting the happy ending, by. but you're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those but, are my only comments. Yeah. Only Understandable. I, I mean, I get the the grandma like she does seem out of place. Um, and that's that's one of the things when I was thinking about putting as a con, like how she really can't communicate with those people, but like she does. But then I I realized like real life, like I know like you know people like that, which is surprising when you really sit down and think about it, like how they actually communicate. But yeah, she did for as much as like there was the clash, the different families, like the sporty redneck and the, the rich upper-class family getting together for, for Christmas there. Like, it, it worked and was realistic, but she just seemed like a like a movie character, you know? So I, I could see that. But but so I feel like she, for this story, show. she was semi-necessary to the plot. Yeah, it was a movie char- character that they probably weren't happy with, but they had to implement her into the film for the film to make sense. Yeah, otherwise you'd have no backstory on what was going on. Yeah, you have no idea. Cheer of fear, Belschnickel is here. And I'm cutting that part out. Alright. Don't want to get sued by NBC. (laughs) We can't get sued for stuff that's actual, like, real folklore. Alright, spoilers. Where do we leave off here? Um, you guys ready to be spoiled? So the the presents um, that were left out earlier, they they were taken up to the attic. Um, at at the same time, two of uh, Howard's and um, what was her name Linda. Uh, I think yeah, Howard and Linda's kids. Yes, uh, Stevie, Stevie and Jordan. Yeah, they, yes. so they hear the their missing cousin Beth's voice um, from upstairs. So they go to to check it out where the parents are are occupied, um, trying to figure out what their next move is. Uh, when they get up there, it turns out um, <laughs> there's this monstrous clown, um, and the the family hears it comes running up in just enough time. Which this was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. When they turn and the lights on it, and the the clown turns and has this clown with this like detachable mandible, like uh, think the predator, and just swallowing this kid whole. The family starts freaking out. The president, these presents are opening. Um, you have like this wicked, like porcelain-looking angel, like monster, uh, a robot, and um, was the other one a teddy bear, like with his vicious teeth. So they're all battling. Um, it looks like they're going to get killed by these creatures, so... Um, I feel like... Uh, trying to think, so where... Where was, where was Howard at? Oh yeah, so Howard at this time, they were downstairs like Aunt Dorothy and, and the grandma. Um, so 
Linda sees tending to his leg. Yeah, so Linda sees the um one other or the one other daughter. I don't remember if it was Stevie or Jordan in, in the other room, and then then she sees that they're in danger, like laying there, and she freaks out and is able to get the the one creature off of her. Picks um and and she just like goes like mama bear strength and just starts beating the shit out of out of the other toys and gets them gets them free at this this time they're the the giant like jack-in-the-box creature is able to escape through the vents um and she goes chasing after that and all the while down in the kitchen area howard hears um something going on it's the gingerbread men from earlier which is pretty funny um they're actually two of them are voiced by like well-known uh like character actors and stuff seth green like uh dr evil's kid scotty um, also chris Alex, griffin from yeah, family guy yeah and uh the other one's justin Rowland, uh voice rick and morty so it's a little little trivia there for you um, but but pretty funny scene where he's battling these these gingerbread men. I think what were they? They were find like a staple nail gun at him or something like that. <laughs> nail but gun. He, yeah, but he's one, one was holding the top of it to fire or to you know to trigger it, and then the other one was holding the trigger to shoot him yeah. and just ripping shots at him. It's hilarious. Yeah, but he so he was able to beat two of them, and it looks like the third one's gonna get him like mid jump, and he closes his eyes and he opens them and he realizes the. The family dog was able to eat it, so that was a pretty funny scene. Um, but this leads to um, all the family coming together in the living room again, um, and the creatures actually able to to break through like the the upper level of the attic, and they're coming. And Aunt Dorothy has like her best moment where she's just shotgunning, shotgun blasts the bear in the head. Um, they're able to grab the the porcelain angel thing throw it up and and she she shoots that out of the air um and it, it's looking all right for him and then through the wall busts uh krampus has these creepy which, which i really like that's what i was talking about the character design these little creepy elf things um and they wrap her up in chains and they drag her out the door and um they they come and grab the the jack-o'-lantern to take him out or the yeah, jack-o'-lantern jack-in-the-box to take him outside and howard's howard's like fuck that like yeah, my kid like tries to jump on and he gets drug out with it so they're just down to um to the the mom and dad max and the grandma so they decide they come up with a game plan tom's gonna go back to that snow plow they're gonna get on it um and 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 they're gonna try to just drive out of the out of the town uh the the grandma decides she's gonna stay stay behind to um to buy them some time um once she does this is where we get the first uh real good look at the krampus um she she basically just like tries to get the krampus like take me like i know that's what you want and krampus is like fuck you i'm gonna take everybody and throws her in the bag with all those creepy toys like i picture those toys were just probably just like chewing her all up Probably. Uh, so they're 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 Super making their way out to the the plow truck, and, and this is this is where I'm talking like I have issues with the pacing. So in a matter of like moments, like 
the rest of the people just get taken out. It's just almost like, oh, we got to wrap this up. So um, that snow creature before from before snatches Tom up. Um, so it basically comes down to um, to Max being the only one left. Everyone else gets snagged up by those elves. Um, and then the Krampus comes up to Max and, and leaves him a bell just like he did his grandma. Basically like saying like, hey, fuck you, kid. Like, you didn't believe in Christmas. Like, this is your punishment. I snatched your whole family. So you're thinking at this point, Max is going to be like, so what I actually thought is it was going to like flash forward to him being like a old person, like telling like his grandkids or something like to warn them, like always believe in Christmas or something like this. But I kind of like this little twist. Max decides to go find out where the Krampus is at. Cause he can see like a big commotion over and it's like a, it's almost like they're having like a little like party in the middle of the town, like all of his like little goons and stuff. And you see this big hole, like fiery pit that goes down to hell and he actually goes up and confronts confronts um the Krampus and was like spare spare um I think it was his cousin was it Stevie or something like his cousin spare his cousin take me instead I'm the one that didn't believe and his family yeah. he, he he did it he he did the cliche heroic move take yeah. me instead yeah and uh, this is why I like the cramp. I was like, uh, actually, go fuck yourself. So he started, tosses his family in there, and then he picks up the kid by his head, and, like, you get the real up-close look of, like, what the Krampus looks like. Well, technically, you do. Um, and this is what I was talking about, like, the design concept. So I like the, con the, the, the concept that the Krampus is obviously this demon creature, and that he has, like, a fake person's face, like, elongated stretched out like over his face like i like that concept but i thought that mask looked bad it was real stilted like the mouth didn't move and like i get it that it was like he had another face pulled over what his actual face looked like but i thought that could have could have been done a little bit better i don't know yeah it was interesting how they decided to have krampus have a mask on yeah, I, I con conceptually I like that. I like the fact that it was like a human face like pulled over his face. But then I just thought the execution of the mask was like, eh, I left a little bit to be desired. To uh, me, Krampus looked like um, Beast from Beauty and the Beast, except with the hood on and a like a, just like a look like a plastic mask over his face. Yeah, that to me that's that's how I would describe him. He'd, he'd the outfit I'd probably give like a seven out of ten because I actually did like it though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was it was cool, but it was it left a little bit to be desired. Um, so this leads to the next surprising part. So he's holding Max up, and he thought like, oh, like he's leaving this kid as like a message, but he's like, no, nope, fuck it, throws him down in hell too. Um, and and this is where it gets a little bit weird. So Max wakes up the next day. Um, back home, it's Christmas. People are opening their presents. His whole family's there. And so you're thinking, like, is it a dream? Is it not? And then while they're sitting there, um, he unwraps a present, and it's that bell that the Krampus left. And then everyone in his family remembers, and they're, like, not really sure. And it zooms out, and it turns out his family's in a snow globe, 
in the Krampus's lair, and you could see all kinds of other snow globes to families that he's done it to as well. Um, and then you get that stupid jump scare at the end where all the, the toys and his, his creatures jump out and at the screen, and then, it, then it's over. So I, I kind of liked how it ended. I liked how it was, it, was, it was bleak. If you bring this demon on into your life, you don't have you don't have any hope. You lost the the Christmas spirit, and this is your punishment. I I don't know. So like, what happens to them after that? Are they just forced to live Christmas Day all together forever in that house? Like, are they gonna run out of food? There's magic. Who knows? Uh, that's yeah, that's that, a little bit weird to me. But that that's why it's weird. That's why why I didn't understand it. It was so early in the film. They said they take he takes his victims to the underworld to live out like the rest of their existence is their underworld is it like for them is it their family just like reliving christmas day because they hate each other what's yeah so that's where it was different to me because like i guess you could do that like that's his own personal hell would be having to live like christmas day every day with that family but through their hardship during during this whole ordeal with the Krampus, like they all came together. They really like, at one part, I remember like Howard didn't really like, um, Tom because he was, he wasn't like manly to him. Like he's this rich business guy. Tom's this like hardworking, like uh redneck hunter guy. And it's they just different personality. They didn't like, but at one point after the stuff they'd been through, he's like, I'm really starting to like you. Like, the family really came together, and then, like, even in that scene when they woke up on Christmas morning, they were all happy until they remembered. So, like, it's really not, like, the punishment to them anymore. It's, like, not their own personal house. I, I don't know. Also, what I thought was maybe he did give him that wish, and he corrected everything and just, like, skipped a few days ahead to Christmas. And yeah. so, so the snow globes was just how he his version of watching kids were. So it's maybe like the old like monkey's paw thing where like yes. you have to be specific on your wish because like it's I don't know if it was like a twilight. It's an, an old thing they always have. It's like the devil's deal where like you'll say like I want to be rich. But then like you didn't specify it. So you end up getting rich because like you get in an accident and you had to sue somebody but you're paralyzed. Like there's always a negative like when you're having a deal like that. So like your wish might be like to have everyone have a great Christmas, but when you're dealing with the Krampus, you have to be more specific or you're going to get like some type of negative twist on it. So I, I like it thinking like that. Like that's, that's not a bad idea there, book. Yeah. But that's just how I, how I viewed it there. Yeah. But, uh, that, that's the Krampus. Ratings. Ratings. What do you, what do you want to go first here, book? What do you got? Uh, ratings for the film, I'd give it, uh, I'd give it a 7 out of 10, for sure. Uh, 7? Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, I mean, just giving mindset, I would say, I was gonna say 7.5. Um, I, I would, uh, I would recommend this, um, definitely. Uh, I was a little bit more, more hyped for this, uh, based upon his his past work with Trigger Treat. Um it's definitely it delivers it's an entertaining movie. Um like we were saying last last week, your your choices, there's some out there but not very good Christmas movies. Well, Christmas horror movies. Um but but this is definitely one of the the better made ones. Definitely worth checking out um during the Christmas season. But 
I had higher hopes. It definitely could have been better. A little, a few of those those cons held it back a little bit, and uh, there's only so much that you could do with this style story. But but I, I definitely think it was a, it was a well put together movie. Yeah, it is. I'd say for sure, good good production value, so it makes it like worth watching for a horror Christmas movie. So, um, yeah, I. I sticking with the 7 out of 10 worth watching in terms of people who I'd recommend it to I mean I don't know horror fans someone who wants a different taste in Christmas who maybe isn't having like isn't feeling it this Christmas season or someone who can't make it home for the holidays for the first time in their life I guess something like something a little bit darker for this December (laughs) Make them feel where I, I mean, I, I would, I would agree with that to a point just saying like this movie would make you appreciate if you think the, your Christmas is going bad, it could get worse, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd recommend it to, to any horror fan, um, as well as it's not a very scary movie. So like if, if it's during in, it's not very vulgar or anything like that. So I'm definitely not younger kids, but like if, if you're at a family Christmas and, um, your your relatives are up to like middle school age or something like that. Like this is something that you could throw on, um, and, and have on in the background while uh, Christmas parties going or something like that. Um, I would I definitely recommend it for pretty much most most people. Um, it is only rated PG thirteen. Yeah, so I I mean I don't really know too many people out of issues. I mean there's a little bit of gore in it, but you're not really seeing like blood and guts like you see a person get eaten the creatures are a little bit startling so that's what i'd say not like younger people but but in general um most, i would recommend this to most people hmm. i mean since since i saw it in theater i've watched it pretty much every christmas holiday since then so what's that this is coming up on four 2015 four was years. four years ago man that's crazy yeah. long time a lot happens in four years book so like yesterday <laughs> All right, so that pretty much wraps this up here. Uh, you got anything else, Book? Yeah, I'm getting tired, man. A little bit tired. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit tired. How's your uh, Christmas shopping been going? You got everything you need? I don't want to talk about it right now, man. <laughs> talk about real, real horror. It's so. it's rapidly approaching. That's this year. We're, we're doing like a um like instead of everyone having to keep getting everybody gifts and stuff like my brothers sisters that we all we all go to my parents house for christmas my grandma my uncle aunt everything everyone comes comes to their house and everyone is always having to get everybody gifts and now that everyone got their like significant others and stuff like that we basically just like try to simplify it so this year we're doing like we did it at Thanksgiving. Everyone like picked out of a hat, and so you just get a gift for one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like a lot of people try to do like the white elephant, where you can like switch and stuff like that. We're like, no, we're not doing that. That just leads to fights. But I got the <sighs> easiest one. I got my grandma, and I don't know if you know this about my grandma, but her favorite pack, thing pack in the world. No, no, she hasn't smoked in uh, fifteen years or so. Damn, good for her. Yeah, I mean. 
you have triple bypass from a heart attack. <laughs> I think you have to stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, that kind of seals the deal. Never yeah. Again. But uh, I got the her favorite thing in the world is the casino. So mm. real easy for me. I just uh, go get a gift card at the casino. So That's not bad. That was easy. Well, like I'll, I'll still get my brother and sister something or my parents. You know but... what my family's doing this year for Christmas? What do they do? Going to my aunt's house. It is, uh, it is pajama themed, so oh, we all have to wear. That sounds terrible. Pajama, Christmas pajamas. Last year it was sweaters, which sweaters you'd get away with, but this year pajamas. And we do. It's kind of like a white elephant. We do a. Uh, we've done it for the past like three, four years. Haven't changed the cards at all. Like a Christmas trivia. Mm-hmm. Christian Christmas trivia. You're about to have so the like, worst, dude. I hope just denounce Christmas and get the Krampus come and snatch you guys up. Because <laughs> there's like, I don't know. So, and we do like a white elephant. You can either pick a gift that's in the middle that someone brought, or you can steal from someone. You get one steal, and you once you get the like a question right. Is this the ant that lives far away or like not too far? No, this is the ant that lives about 15 minutes away. Oh, that's that, not, that's this not that would be bad. the Saturday before Christmas. So Christmas Day. We go to my aunt's house about 45 minutes away. Okay. That's not too bad. She, she makes good food, so that's that. You guys still celebrating Hanukkah this year, too? Yeah, we'll light the menorah. Oh, it cool. starts uh, sundown at the 22nd, I believe. It's late this year. I was going to say, it's normally earlier, but I'm not up on um, it, Judeo traditions. The past, <laughs> I think last year it started at the end of november the year before that the first week in december now it's back at the end of december it bounces around it's a weird one all right well we'll wrap this up people don't want to know about our christmas hmm. christmas is canceled this year now that we watch this movie christmas canceled i hope it's not canceled that means the I'd krampus rather wear, the i'd cramp. rather wear pajamas to a christmas party than see the krampus take my family that's the quote that's going to be the tagline i'm going to put in the uh the little like um description box for this this episode i'd rather wear pajamas to a christmas party than get kidnapped have my family get kidnapped by the krampus yeah little dillip books db (laughs) (laughs) all right bug well hey that was pretty quiet i really didn't have to yell at you this time like you you had it together here buddy yeah you're becoming a real boy i calm down I'm real nonchalant. You took your Ritalin? <laughs> no, I do this before every show. I take two Viagra. <laughs> what? It's a tradition of mine. Tradition, okay. Yeah. Fuck. Started week one. Here we are, week five. It's been a hell of a ride, boys. You can give yourself a heart attack, boy. Oh, that's it. That's the Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, oh, I almost forgot. Um, send us an email at Hunter's Horror Vision. That's actually how I knew that, like, so we opened up actually announcing ourselves for once. Someone actually sent me uh, an email just as a suggestion, like, hey, like, I've listened to other episodes, so I knew who you guys were, but if someone was listening to this episode for the first time, they wouldn't know. So that's a good point. I appreciate that. But um, send us an email, Hunter's Horror Vision at gmail.com 
Check us out on Twitter at Hunter's Horror Vision. Actually, it's just Horror Vision. My bad. I should know this. I look at it every day. At Horror Vision. Um, our podcast, uh, if you're listening to it, you found it. But if you prefer to listen to it somewhere else, it's on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you really wanted to, you could listen to it on our YouTube channel. That's Hunter's Horror Vision. Just search that in the little box up there. Um, but we will have some other things. We'll actually have... We're going to start doing, um, if you listen to our other ones, we don't really go over the news in this anymore, but we're going to have a little separate during the week to get you through your your work week there. We'll have uh, horror news breakdowns as well as trailer reactions. So that's something we do have planned coming up in the near future, as in probably at the same time this episode comes out. If I can make it through, man, I'm tired. All right, well, well then let's get uh, to it. I'll, I'll pull through. I'll take another Viagra. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Goodbye, everybody. That's the Krampus, y'all. stop Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire.